Hello there, and welcome to the Kirkmanhan Wrap-Up Show for February 15th, 2021. Today's show was Dreams of Joy, because Kirk had a dream that Warthog's girlfriend was dead, and he was very happy, and life was just better because of it. <laughs> so, I am joined today by Andrew Augustus, a.k.a. the reporter on Kirkinoff, who interviewed DEC. And no, I didn't, I didn't interview DEC. Oh, that wasn't you? That was not me. That was Buddy. I did the parody songs, so I got to. I had. I had the pleasure of speaking with Murchison Mouse, uh, Matt Carano, and Jay from Colby James and the Ramblers. So it was actually Buddy was the one that interviewed DEC, and oh. we broke it up into three segments. So that's why now I like I was on hold at the end of the show and I didn't get through. So I kind of wish I had gotten through. I could have. I now I could have done some correcting. But if they take calls Wednesday, I'm. I'll. I'll, I'll try to get my way in. Let me just uh, go delete a tweet I just put out from the show account. Okay, and we are good because I tagged you in it, and I should have tagged uh, Buddy Cianci. Um, <laughs> so let let so let the first thing let's just talk about how they started the show. Kirk's having has a dream about you know Warthog's girlfriend being dead, which is hilarious in and of itself. Just the fact that I don't want to say she owns real estate in his head, but the amount of time Kirk thinks about Warthog's girlfriend in and of itself is just hilarious because it, she was at uh the live show at jack's abbey you know like and, a year and a half ago now and she just looked miserable and ever since I then mean, kirk's been like just a miserable human being and i think it's one of the funniest ongoing jokes how many minifans are out there that there's someone that was only there for like a split second and just is now has more real estate in kirk's head than they will ever have like you gotta yeah, put like, it in your- <laughs> yeah, like i said i like it's just like there she is miserable okay and she was dead and we're all happy (laughs) great start i was like this is gonna be a good this was a good day (laughs) my my favorite part of of that first segment too is mike saying oh you know i I (laughs) you know i I recently had an interview where you were mumbling gibberish i had a dream about you kicked me out of the room (laughs) and it's like oh are we actually doing this now that, that could be an interesting topic i think if you go into mike more how many dreams of Kirk does Mike have now that he's on his own? <laughs> you ever like uh, read those things? It's like how do bl- like what do you blind people see when they dream? Because it's like like I mean like fully blind people like well, if you think about it like they don't have anything. I I, I don't know. It's a they don't have really anything to go off of. I'm guessing. Yeah. So, so just, like, do they dream in? You're right. Do they dream in just darkness? Yeah. So uh, but obviously Mike Mike's able to see a bit. So that wouldn't uh, occur to him. But it was just I don't know something I brought up. So. And so today was Monday's show. It's a Mike show. Mike can't come into the studio without talking about cancel culture. <laughs> I no. think I think it's specifically in their agreement that Mike needs to come in on Monday and Kirk needs to allow him to talk about someone getting canceled that week. So every week someone will get canceled. And I and I mean if right. you ask, if you ask Visionless Dave, I don't know if you've heard, I've been in the Huffington Post. Oh, really? Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes. Every time I come on, I feel like I have to mention it now in honor. Of no, I, I, we we literally talked about it before the show. Yes, yeah. so yeah, so oh, really? you were you were canceled. Uh, I was canceled. I was working so, in politics, so that's why they go for the they, when they can't get the candidate, they go after you. It's now nice. you had some you had some tweets where you said some you know I would say I what I would say really cringe. I'll say that like yes. they were were they out of, were they out of taste? Yeah, were they funny when I tweeted them in 2010 i i thought they were at the time but it's also a different <laughs> different thing and i think 
every time, like, and what we're going to get into, like, this bachelor situation mm -hmm. is whenever a situation like this comes up for me, I always go, where's the timeline? Because regardless, at the end of the day, th things change and what is mm -hmm. socially acceptable changes. So at least when I'm judging someone on something they do, I go back to the time it happened and kind of try to think about, all right, what was the, what was socially acceptable? Just because mm -hmm. I say it was socially acceptable then doesn't mean I approve of it now, but I won't get mad at someone for doing something back that was socially acceptable then. It's, you yeah, can't know by today's standards. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree with that. So they, they talked about, so on Blind Mike's free podcast today, they talked about Chris Harrison, who I had never heard of before. I've right, never seen. What do you say? I said you're not a Bachelor fan. Then I've never seen The Bachelor. I've never seen The Bachelorette. All I know is it's that it's either one dude or one girl who gets to bang a bunch of people, and then at the end she gets to choose who she wants to bang for the next three months before she actually leaves them or whatever. Well, fair. So, they don't have to bang until like the honeymoon suites, and there's only like three girls who or three guys who make it to that, so they're only banging three people. Just a lot of making out, and maybe you. Oh. Yeah, you only get the first. You take. You gotta get the honeymoon date, and then oh. the the privacy suite, the getaway. I know too much about the bachelors. It's Bachelor Mondays for me. Oh, so so anyway, so the host, so an, a contestant on the Bachelor this season. Apparently, a picture came out of her in a antebellum suit and an antebellum dress, which is for those of you that don't know, pre Civil War. Uh, it, it's like a sorority thing. I saw the picture. And I mean, I, I didn't see anything wrong with it at all. I, I saw it and I just saw three girls in what seemed to be like a Southern Southern type of dress. Uh, apparently it's super offensive. Apparently she needs to be kicked off the show, uh, never spoken from again. And no one should ever, no one should ever acknowledge that she was ever a person on the show. So Chris Harrison went on some sort of E! News thing. The ring, which, yeah. It was like yeah. a ring podcast and they, yeah. they talked about it. It's... And, and 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 he he said like hey let's let's take a moment let's let all the facts come out which is what Kirk says every single time when these things happen they say okay let's not make a rash decision right now let's just wait till all the facts come out which is pretty much all that Chris did and next thing you know people are yelling at him you know Kelly Keegs is writing at Barstool saying this is bullshit uh, I can't believe he would do this he's my favorite host ever which is like okay I mean that that's a little bit extreme I mean you don't know the guy personally so. Let's take a step back there. Um, and yeah, and I mean, Mike had the Mike had the reaction you think he would. He was outraged by it. Uh, I know I know for a fact Mike's not a big bachelor guy himself. Uh, and it, it's just it just if to quote a great man, it just it never ends. you know, they're just they're gonna keep coming after people. Uh, there's always gonna be cancel culture stories on for the Kirk show and uh, and for Mike to talk about. M Mike loves it. Mike loves Mike loves talking about cancel culture. He, he uh, he loves it when he's proven right on these things, and uh, yeah, I mean, it it was just I don't know, it was what it is. So part of the thing is is that I, I think what blows this situation up in the Bachelor world is because there were rumors that this girl Rachel actually won, and and the current guy on it is an African American, and he's one of the he's the first Bachelor African American. So this okay. is where it all why it's becoming so big in the Bachelor culture. And the other part about it is, too, is that Chris Harrison historically never goes to bat for these girls. Like, e even when rumors come out, he always stays out, stays silent about it. And it's just like, like I don't mm -hmm. want to talk about it because it's not his place. He's just the host. Mm -hmm. This was like one of the first times he actually came out in strong defense of someone 
And I think part of this is also is the fact, again, my bachelor knowledge coming out in full-fledged, is that there were rumors that Rachel is the one that actually wins this year. So they uh, there were rumors flying around okay. that she was the actually winner of it because this is all done and pre-taped and we just yep. – the, the winner is already predetermined. So I guess the big thing that everyone's waiting for is going to be the after the rose, like oh, the, when they bring everyone back and how it's all going to interact. I thought it was them. still going on right now. Yeah. It, well, the, the show episodes are coming out. Yes. No, but, but they're not like in the midst of the competition no, right now. No, it's all, they're all done with that. And yeah, I okay. for, for that, that's where all the frustration comes from the bachelor. Now, did Chris say anything wrong? No, like he should, he have to give up. No. Uh, the, the reason why people are offended by it is not necessarily that it was an antebellum cost, uh, party. It was called a plantation party. Okay. And that, so they're, that's where it's coming back. And I always ask when I first heard, I was like, when did that happen? They were like, oh, 2018. I go, all right, that's a little bad, a little tasteless, but it's still not even then where it is, we are now. Hell, you just look at Rhode Island. They just took out Improvidence Plantations out of their name on the last ballot. And they think it was a whole big social justice win. So it's yeah. it's happening all over. I, I can't get mad at it. It's like, look, you did something stupid. Talk to the person to see if they actually have the, the views of it. Because, again, I think Chris uh, Chris will agree. Kirk would agree even that the name calling, It's you're so quick to call it. Kirk gets called a racist, but he doesn't do anything that's – he says, where's the proof? No one gives him proof because mm -hmm. there is no proof. So it's it's just you're so quick to label it. Now it just takes away from the term. I, I think Kirk was right in the sense that – he said, you got to know when you just need to just shut up. Nothing good could have, when he accepted that interview, knowing that this was nothing good could have come out of that interview. He could not have said like, Hey, you know, she's the worst person in the whole wide world. Then she ends up winning. And you know, it's like, yeah, you sh he should just, he just should have stopped after his first three words say, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you got to ask her, I don't want to speak for anyone. And it sucks that like, it's difficult to speak your mind now. If you're not in a, like a, on a talk show, or something of that matter, but I mean, no, I feel bad for that. Like, if you're on the right side of it, if you're on the right side of the argument, if you're on the woke mm -hmm. side, you're good. But if yeah. you're not on the woke side, then you're done. Yeah, and uh, it it was baffling to me that the the interviewer, I forget her name, um, the woman who was interviewing Chris during it, she actually came out afterwards. I don't know if you heard this clip, yeah, but I heard it on uh, Fly Mike's show. They were talking like. She was like, she was like, listen, because because people came out after her and said, you didn't go hard enough at this guy. You let this racist get away with all this stuff. And she said, like, oh, he said these. I knew he would. I heard him say these things before. I was just surprised he was saying it in public. And I'm like, you heard him say what before? You heard him say. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's you know, people a trial. It's shady journalism and get quote unquote journalism. It's it, it, as someone who was a reporter and like even me, if I wanted to go back into the reporting, I'd like it because I worked for politicians. So yeah, there's that. I, I can't really be unbiased again. I mean, I've worked for both sides, but I, I won't be unbiased. So I won't try to be off as on this unbiased report. It's it's just disgusting the journalistic integrity to come out and attack an interviewee after you've had him on. It's you had him there. You had the opportunity to bury him. You bury him there. And if not, you're going to come out and do this cowardly thing and then cry foul when you get attacked by the Twitter masses. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like, like I said, I don't know much about the bachelor. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, he did make millions of dollars doing this. It, you just got to be the face of the program, I guess, and just not try to piss well, anyone off. Cause the, the big thing what that came of it is that he's not technically, he's not gone from the show yet. 
He's just that after the roast thing, they're not going to have him on, which I think is stupid because if you want to educate someone, why not bring him on and have the conversation in front of everyone? That would be a better thing. And, and that's where I think I, I'm attracted to the Kirk Minahan shows because Kirk wants mm -hmm. people who disagree with him. He wants to bring on people with that opposing view and have that conversation. The most of the time is they don't want to have it because it's their way or the highway. So yeah, I'm, I'm rather, than, rather than bring them on at the end of the show, they're going to leave them off and then they're going to test the waters over the next couple things, like over the next few weeks and maybe bring them back for the next one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just, uh, I mean, I'm sure Kirk reached out and wanted to have the ringer person on. And I mean, the whole thing's just a big, I, I just can't believe this is news. Like the fact that this is a thing in 2021 is just at like well, we're we're getting out of office, so they have nothing else to report on well, the yeah. whole news cycle is, is is thrown to shit it's just i don't know the whole thing's fucked up so let's get on to the uh before we touch on the dec stuff i just want to hit on the the lost audio from today so kirk wanted steve to cut up some audio from kirk and off from the interview with matt J, and uh he, he didn't see it he said he didn't see the text and I think this what this just shows what a good mood Kirk was in today. I, I kind of consider it like the complete opposite of Friday show, uh, yep. where he was in just a he was in a shitty mood and it just got it slowly, slowly got better. But I think he was in a great mood all day today. I mean, he started off, you know, with the warthog joke. He's going through he, they're talking about uh, you know, cancel culture and, and all these people that pissed him off over the weekend, but he was doing it in like a fun manner. And I don't know if that's because he took some advice from someone who who said, like, you need to make the show more fun. I don't know if, if the program director is the one who's who's doing that. But so Steve did not cut up any audio from this. And we've seen this before. We saw it with the death of Steve Robinson. And things you can't have a dip. You can't have a more polar reaction than Kirk did today than to the uh, the death of Steve Robinson. Uh, no. I mean, I. I truthfully, I think Steve is is swamped with too many things. Not not too many things, but he's so swamped. I, I guarantee you, he just glanced over it quickly, and I don't think it was purposeful. Um, and like, like he said later on in the show, Kirk said, "Like, what's that face for?" And uh, Steve goes, "I can't believe I didn't cut off that audio." So I definitely think if anyone's attacking him on Twitter or stuff, it's definitely not deserved. He's definitely someone who, you know, works hard. He's the best producer in the business. And, and and all that. So, yeah. but I, no, I, 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 I was expecting, you know. like, as soon as I heard the, the, I, I didn't cut it up. I was like, flashbacks. All right. This is to the point. I thought it was happening too. Yeah. And, and then as soon as I was like, oh, well, there was never a tweet, Barry Steve, because you know, Kurt, he would have had a tweet go out that said, taking calls yep. now with Barry Steve. And lines would have lit up and it would have just been mm -hmm. another hour and two hours of it. And I think, as you were saying, with Steve's got a lot on his plate, like I don't even know like a microcosm of the secret project of how like I know they're interviewing a lot of people. And this this Kirk and Off episode, I interviewed Murchison Mouse, uh Carano and Jay uh from Colby James and the Ramblers. Mm -hmm. I had about 30 minutes with each of them, like 15 to 30 minutes of each of them. And to get that down into 20 minutes took me so long. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine what Steve's going through on this project. Yeah. Point, like trying to edit it get it together oh get yeah it I'm sure line. It's, it's so i can see that that simple oversight and i mean i've been there when you're working crazy busy you get a text and you see that first thing i mean he did listen to the the great ken and curtis show oh god that was fucking terrible <laughs> we'll get to that in a in a moment after we talk about this so steve didn't have anything cut up which 
I think almost it kind of helped the show because I don't think they would have called Matt if they had the audio cut up because Kirk wanted to react to the audio on the podcast. So instead he just called him up and said, hey, listen. And I fucking hate Matt J. I fucking can't stand this guy. I understand you just had him on your podcast and all this shit. But is there any – I swear to God, I, I, I was thinking today, he's worse than Rich Kelleher when it comes to this kind of feeding off of the world. What is he doing going on a Kirk Minahan show podcast four months after he quit the show and said, I don't listen, everything's too mean anymore. He's taking dumbass shots at me. He's he's taking, oh, you know, maybe uh, they, they post advertisers, all this stuff. Uh, maybe, maybe now I can do my passion project of, of this shitty fucking podcast that – no one listens to. I know I know he thinks that certain people would have listened to it. No one would have ever found this. No one gives a fuck about who he is. No one gives a fuck about his story. No one gives a fuck about his drinking. It's just it's just to hear him like pipe himself up. He really does believe that he made Kirk Minahan. And that's why I think it goes back to this recent Hall of Fame thing with MHB and DEC getting all pissy on Twitter is that they truly do believe that Kirk would not be in the position he is in today. Without them, they they truly think they're kingmakers in this world, and it's fucking, it's just it's just flat out false. This guy's a fucking moron. I mean, he's going on. He he said, Kirk said, he said, listen, you blatantly lied on the show, and he said, no, I did not. I misremembered. I've never heard that before. I've never heard someone like you've never heard out. that excuse of the misremembering. That's like I've never heard. That's a I've PR never heard that before. Because if someone told me that, I go, "That's fucking moronic." You you lied. I mean, oh, I, I oh, I'm sorry, or I forgot. But misremembered something is what is this? Fucking, uh, I don't know. But is this fucking moron? I don't know. He, yeah, he no. just <laughs> pisses me off. Uh, I, I get he, that. It's so the thing is with this, and this is where I think Buddy did as good of a job as he could during that interview, simply because they're with the the one thing of their show. That I mm -hmm. think that is, is a, a good. It, they take that the wrap up and you get into behind the minute fan type of thing. So as someone who calls in all the day and all the time and that, you kind of get that cool little behind the peel curtain what attracts you to your show. Like yep. even me, I'm going golfing with a couple of the guys on next Sunday. Just I've never met them in person, but they're like, "You want to go to the indoor range?" So it's like, yeah. So you, it's good to get that sense of it. And with mm -hmm. with Matt coming on, I think the purpose of that, and I mean, Buddy's going to speak for himself. For uh, for that, but I think it was definitely an interesting get because does does he make Kirk? No. Um, did he save Kirk? No. Kirk did it on his own because Kirk has all the talent. But I think it's always an interesting point of view to hear from the other side, and it's as, he as said I, this story for like over months. He's it's yeah, the same but, story. It's, it's like we we get it. Yes, you started listening to him when he was on EEI. You see similarities between him and Stern. It's it's it's. I've listened to the Minifan show before. It was fucking terrible, but it, it just, he tells the same story over and over again. And the fact that he's still telling it in 2021, he's still going to tell it in 2022. And the fact that he made he just straight up lied on this podcast and said, Kirk was sending me all these, all these texts, a flurry of text messages afterward going after me. He just seems like he's in an angry place right now. It's like, who yeah. the fuck do you think you are to, to, to say that about someone? Especially when, when he, he he tried to play like the, the cool, calm, collected guy. Like, oh, Kirk, you really seem like you're full of anger today. Is everything all right? Because, I you know, I'm the, I'm the reasonable one in this conversation. Which no, is Matt, not, shut which the fuck up. And, it's, and, and that's the whole, well, the whole thing with him. And I think that even when you listen to it, it's 
not even like to get people to be like one feel one way or another about some of them. When you get an interview, I think it gives an opportunity for the the way that Buddy did it, and I have to give him the credit for this is that he let he gave he gave Matt his rope, and Matt had what his choice he wanted to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think the what what was good about the interview was Matt came off as his true self. And any of the people, the detractors now are like, oh, it was better with this or that. And you go back to try to bring, because there's still people who like the uh, Matt from it. There's still some people who listen, but as Kirky. Yeah, well, everyone who likes Matt is dead to me, so. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, but it, 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 so now it's like when you, if you're listening to that, I think it's very clear and very easy. Like, all right, now I know the this split. I got everything. You get the whole, you got a little more than what he's been saying too. And I think Buddy dragged a little more of the details out of it. And again, when he dragged those details out, that's where he hung himself in the conversation and made himself again, as Kirk said, he lied. And and Buddy in that situation can remember. I mean, I'm a PR guy. That's a lie. I, I get that. I mean, I, I've used the line before too. But you look at what, what Buddy did and Kirk got on Buddy a little bit. And I'm like, well, what else is he supposed to do in that scenario? Because he, he he even said in the in the cut, he's just like, well, Kirk said you did this. So he did, it was like referring back to all he knew from it. He didn't know the full intricacies of it. And that's why when Kirk responded today, I mean, I can see why Kirk was pissed at, at points, but I still think Buddy did a good job on the solo interview. And it, when I first heard it before we aired it, I was like, yeah, he just, it's, I go, it's going to get mentioned because he just makes himself look way too arrogant and like above himself. And that's, and that's where he is. He's it's, Hey, he started the world, and I mean, you you go back to the beginning of the Minute Fan Show. He started. No, he did not start. He did not start the world. I'm sorry, not not that he started the world, but like when he got the Minute Fan Show up and kind of expanded on it with this new barstool spot where him and MHB started, it developed an idea. But it's been so much progressed over because again, a lot of people go back to what Kirk says on the show, and it's like, all right, he wants something similar like this idea, and it's grown. So it's is. Was was he an important part at one point? Yeah. No. At, uh, at, okay. at one point, at one point, you have to give him the credit that he was. But at, as soon as he took the turn, I, re- I remember him because I'm doing the re-listen and with the presidential elections, I just listened to the first one where he, he was voted president. People liked him at some point. He was producing things. And then he took the turn. And as soon as he took the turn and became dead, it's, I mean, I forgot about him like in two seconds because that's not why I'm here and I know that he's not the reason why Kirk's here. So yeah, it's I just Yeah, I just wish he'd go away. I mean, it's like it's like I it it's literally worse than the fucking stickers with Rich Kelleher. It's well, like do dude, you think that this interview puts him away? I think it might now because now yes, I think he should just go away, do a shitty podcast, and no one gives a fuck about. Well, here, and, here's the thing about the interview. This could have been the final nail in the coffin that actually gets him to go away. That's a win for you, Justin. hundred percent, hundred percent. But I just I just want him to just go away. He just sucks. <laughs> There's nothing he brings to the world anymore. No, uh, no. Uh, the fact that he's still convinced that Steve was poaching, poaching advertisers from him. The wrap up show is now looking for advertisers. Cause if DEC thinks he's so fucking cool with these advertisers and, and I have one rule. The Kirk Minahan show is allowed to poach my advertisers on Kirk on KMS wrap up. All the money's going to Kirk anyway, uh, um, <laughs> from any advertisers I get, but uh, Steve has free reign over anyone who would like to advertise. If you'd like to advertise, inbox me, email me, uh, and the likes. So yeah, so I mean that's all that's all there is to say about DEC. He just uh, he's a cunt. I mean, no one no one gives a fuck about him. 
Uh, no. I'm surprised he's lasted this long. Um, he, but he's just clanging on all like 99% of his interactions on Twitter is with uh Minna fans. And the fact to say like, Oh, my new podcast has nothing to do with the Minna fans. Then you look at it and you're like, okay, well this guy was on this one. It's just, it's fucking moronic. I don't know. I, I just get riled up when, uh, when talking about him. Cause he just pisses me off to no fucking extent. So we, but we got to move on. Cause I, I could literally talk all day, <laughs> all day about all this shit. So, um, so the next topic that was, uh, you know, kind of interesting is the uh, the Ken and Curtis stuff. And when I say kind of interesting, I mean, I wanted to fucking kill myself yesterday or, or Saturday when I, I never was. Through. I had 57 calls trying to get in. Couldn't get through. So I only called like 10 times. And on the 10th time, I was put on hold so I could hear the show. So I was able to hear anything that could possibly get not out on the stream or not out on airwaves. So that's where I got the guy saying, you know, like Curtis bringing around, uh, you know, banging around with the interns and stuff <laughs> like that. That's, I was never a Kirk and Callahan guy. I, I really never listened to the show. I know a lot of people did, but I, I can't stand Curtis. I think he tries to give off this better than personality. Uh, he's just the kind of guy that just like, he just has a punchable voice. If that makes sense. He just talks like a douchebag. Like he's better than everyone. I mean, I, I I fucking can't stand him. Um, it, it was it was a grueling four hours listening to that on Saturday. It was I I, I could taste the oil on the barrel of the gun. It was uh it it, it was close, but but thankfully thankfully I persevered. So, yes. I mean when so when during the Kirk and Callahan days, I think what was so it was just Kirk again. It was is the kind of guy like kind of how we did with like with Blind Mike at time puts him in his place. Let's mm-hmm. like Kirk knows he's a star, but Kirk will rise him up when he wants and then knock him down a couple. Mm-hmm. And I, the problem with it now, listening to like the little clips I've been hearing lately, is he now doesn't have that person that cuts him down. So he thinks he's bigger than and more important than. I mean, he he's blocked me because I asked, I asked him like I'm blocked that he I by Dale and uh, I know Curtis for sure because I've tweeted at them. I'm still trying to get the lar- Laird Lard Ken Lard Laird whatever the snake. Every like every tweet that comes across, I see I always put snakes on it, but he hasn't blocked me yet. So I guess like semi half a credit just for <laughs> owning up for that. But if for how he is now, it's you're right. It's pompous. It's arrogant. It's again, it, I someone just needs to cut his legs off. And, and Kirk brought a great point up today: is that the superior who was proven to be having something some relationship with a with the undertone and the under the underling is gone yeah and and, and the superior's there and he's like getting promoted from it it's like just from again i i come at a lot of things from a pr standpoint and just mm-hmm. pr that looks horrible it's like you, you're rewarding piss poor behavior it's again what happens when you let i'm not fine i'll just say it the globe the globe mentality seems to be coming into intercom Oh, there I mean, it's been, it's been in the it's, intercom it's been there now, years. but now it's like they're taking it from the staff room picks. What's the, when's, when's the intercom draft going to happen? Cause that could be next. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I fucking can't stand them. Um, I think it shows though, too, cause I do remember listening to early KMS where Kirk would say, ah, I still, I still like, you know, I still like Curtis, you know, he, he's kind of going on. Even when the Greg Hale show started up, he's like, he's like, ah, Curtis knows this is shit. He's done a complete 180 on Curtis. Now he's all full on. Fuck this guy. Oh, he did a 180 you know? on him. He just said again, yeah, it, no. 
Kirk, from what I've heard on the show, Kirk Minahan is probably the most loyal person you'll ever meet. But you cross him, you're going down on the shit list, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. It's like you could have his back or not. And even when they didn't have his back, he was like, all right, that's fine with this. But now you, I'm sure part of the reason is I'm, I guarantee you Curtis would try to reach out to Kirk at points in the back end of things and be like, this is stupid. It was better with you, blah, blah. Try to kiss his ass that way and then goes out on public raise and just does the 180. And now he's become a complete total sellout, something they probably told Kirk he'd never do, which he did. And he's just looking after him and throw, throws Kirk to the side. So Kirk should definitely just throw it right in his back. It's yeah. No, I mean, I mean, fuck, fuck those two. Uh, the show was absolutely terrible. They couldn't get the equipment to work at one point. It was, it was dreadful to listen to. And, and those advertisers are, are tough too. Cause look, Steve wasn't lying when he said the majority of them are foundations or cars for kids or something, you know, that isn't paying full price for an advertisement. Oh God. Hear every single commercial break. It's fucking rough. It's rough. So <laughs> from from the little snippets, I was trying to click click in to see if anyone threw, and it was just I'm like, nope, can't do it. I'm gonna yeah, go back w- to my relaxing Saturday. Yeah, it, it was it was tough. So the next part I wanted to to bring up was parody songs. The parody songs today, uh, there were two very good parody songs, I believe. The Warden of the North one and uh the Merchant's Mouth Kirk Deathlist one. Um the other one which apparently was quote unquote spiked. I, I don't know about you, but I believe Steve when he says that he never lets a, he never buries a parody song for content. He never says like, Oh, this is making fun of me. I don't, I don't want to play it. Or this is making fun of a sore subject. I don't want to play it. I mean, I, I don't think Steve's the kind of, I think Steve was the kind of guy who would do that at uh, first, when, when kind he of first started the show. But ever since then, I mean, he's hundred percent on board. He's not and going I, to. But I even think now it's like, especially with like all in the minute family bringing guys on and playing songs too. So I feel like at the end of the day in this world, if he spikes a song, it's going to get played somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think there's enough people in this world who, who pay attention to it that if he true, if Steve were to spike a song that was just bashing him but was good, Kirk would oh, yeah. hear He would hear it one way or another. Yeah. And I and I so that's why I I I, he'll, I agree with you with the point and he's not doing it now, but it's with now like you have all in the minute family who they're bringing on guys they're playing songs every week and even like a couple weeks ago they were like we want to hear the songs that got rejected we'll play them and we'll see it's just mm-hmm. another like little check in for it. and I think that's what the brilliance of this world that Kirk built goes down to it there's content on content on content even to the deepest levels that so that way if Steve's does spike a song. Now it's in the back of Steve's head. It's going to get played here, guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's one of those things like you you know he's going to find out. And you, you can get the Kirk. It's like even today, I was even thinking about it. It just came to me now when we were talking about when he, Steve didn't have the audio. It was like mm-hmm. one of those moments that it was like Kirk wasn't mad. You could tell he was a little disappointed, but he wasn't mad, which is like the big cut in the knife that my mom always tells yes. me. Really pissed off at me. He's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, I know. There was definitely yeah. I think I, there's I, I, opportunities with the parody songs though, because look, there's places to play them now. There's the you know, like the Jason from Attleboro's and and obviously the GVE guys, whatever the hell that means. I'm still trying to figure that one out. But when like those guys would play it and it would blow up, Ziggy, you know Ziggy's hands at the end of the day. If he had a song that was good and he knew it was spiked, he would call mm-hmm. it with that song and it would get played. At yeah. One I, point, so I, I'm not worried about that happening anymore. Yeah, Never neither am I. But I think people who are uh, 
who are worried of that, uh, you know, are grasping at straws there when it comes to uh, attacking Steve. So that's pretty much all from today's show. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up. How's the, uh, are you still tr studying trivia just in case Steve gets like a last minute? Uh, so I'm actually putting together a, I'm actually putting together a mock trivia I'm going to do 24 questions from categories I believe will be on the show. Obviously, you can't do like the celebrity mashup, and I will be sending them to Steve uh, for the Friday show so they can go kind of go through the questions. There's going to be some geography, some hockey, some some things that I think, you know, just to, to test the waters, kind of what they did before the, the first trivia show. Um, How about you – know, what, would you be okay – well, I mean, now we, we can't because you're writing the questions. But I was going to say, why not have a thing on Friday's show, you against Steve, that maybe sway Jared's mind? Be like, hey, Jared, I know my shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not trying to. I don't want to. I don't want to sway Jared's mind. I think. I think Jared was completely right in wanting to give Steve another shot, and uh, I just. I just want this thing to be. I want a bloodbath. Like, Captain Connors is a cheater. It's oh, 100%. he's a cheater. Yeah. Like I, so, I, just like you, I've been watching some reruns. He he. Watch the eyes. Watch the hands. Cheaters can be. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put that in every single recap on uh, in the uh, description until until the clam. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, thank you, Andrew, for joining me. Listen to Kirkinoff on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Thank you to Steve. Thank you to Mike. Obviously, thank you. Big thanks to Kirk, and I will talk to you on Wednesday. <laughs>